Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Yeah, the grass keeps growing. Like, I can't get ahead of it. It is a coffee podcast tonight. I have my coffee. Oh, wow. I just need a drink. I don't even care what it is. I need a fucking drink. Like, you don't care if it's water? I don't care what it is. I'm just sitting here with no drink. I'm drinkless. What about some cyanide? Can I interest you in some cyanide? (laughs) Yeah, that might be helpful. So seriously, though, I was mowing the grass because I have a lot of grass and it's been growing like there's no tomorrow with all the rain and sun. And anyway, so um, so I was out mowing the grass and this song was stuck in my head. I mean, completely. I couldn't get out of my head. And um, I I have a cure for that, but go ahead. I couldn't think of like where I, you know, I, I knew I'd heard the song, but I couldn't remember when I last heard it and I couldn't remember who did it or anything else. So. But anyway, I had the lyrics all wrong, and 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 I had this this lyric in my head, and it was completely wrong because I came in the house and I typed the lyric into Google, and the first thing that comes up, the first hits that come up, are like, like uh, fifteen signs you might be in a toxic relationship. <laughs> <laughs> what were the lyrics you had in your head? Okay, so the lyrics in my head were. I say all the right things at exactly the right times, but you refuse to love me, and I don't know why. <laughs> and of course, I don't know if you know the actual lyrics. It's more like I, he I says he says all the right things at exactly the right times, but you don't, you know, you don't uh, whatever, and you don't. Well, understand. actually, in your defense, at the at the very last time they sing it, he changes it to I. Oh, really? He does. Yeah. Okay. I didn't yeah. read to the end. I of it. am everything you want. I am everything you need. I am everything inside of you that you wish you could be. I say all the right things at exactly the right time. So I didn't invent it. But I mean it. nothing to you, and I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I'm. Well, I th- might have made up the part about you refuse to love me, and I don't know why. Yeah, but, well, it was close. But I, I was in my. I was. I act- mean, nothing to you. That's pretty. Similar. Right, right. Well, actually, when I was running it through my head, I decided that that should be the incel theme. Yeah. Because, like, I do everything right, and you still don't love me, or you won't fuck me. You know. Well, this is not going to help my case then, but the irony or the synchronicity or the destiny of the situation is that um i was just playing that song yesterday oh really (laughs) so so that's why you know the lyrics that's good yeah uh well i know you've covered a lot of songs so you know a lot you know a lot more songs than i do yeah it it just kind of came up and um my buddy jeff's in town and he was playing guitar and he started playing it and i'm like oh i know that song and i started playing it and we sang it and there you go yeah i'm trying to think of who the artist was it was some uh it's vertical horizon vertical horizon yeah that's right i knew when i saw the artist on when i found, finally found it on google um wherever i found it anyway the the where it said vertical horizon lyrics i didn't recognize that as the name of a group and i thought what is vertical horizon lyrics what does that even mean Turns out it's the name of the group, but yeah. Anyway, I, I was totally. I thought I had the the lyrics all backwards, and I'm like, how did I come up with these lyrics? And anyway, the funny part is when you type them in, Google gives you a bunch of hits for oh, yeah. toxic relationships. 
So I'm like, oh, that's just great. But but that was what was in get my out head. Though. Now get out. Yeah, but that was kind of what was going on in my head. I was like, this would be the incel song because I'm thinking, you know, instead of saying, obviously I'm doing something wrong or this girl's just not into me. He's like, I do everything right. I don't understand why I can't get laid. You know, like he's exactly. got he's got a manual in his hand. He's walking. You know, and she says something. And he looks up what to say in response. I say all the right things at exactly the right time, you know. Anyway, I thought it was kind of a whiny song. But yeah. uh, but like I said, I, I thought I had the lyrics all backwards. Nope. Well, I mean, you were pretty close if you go by the last one. Right. So, so the only... Go ahead. Well, before we get off this topic, I was going to tell you the cure, though. Like yeah? If, if you have a song stuck in your head and you can't get it out, you just do this. Look at what's happened to me. I can't believe it myself. Oh, no. Suddenly I'm up on top of the world. Should have been somebody else. You know that song? Yeah. Believe yeah. it or not. I'm yeah. falling in love. I'm walking on air. Oh, I'm walking on air. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he's flying. But anyway, like that, if I can get that song rolling, it'll get any other song out of my head. Great, but then does that one ever get stuck in your head? Yes. Great. <laughs> but oh. that's okay, because I, I don't know. I know it's a, like a silly song or whatever, but I don't mind that one being stuck in my head. It's not irritating. Well, speaking very briefly about um, storms, because uh, Laura... Laura, oh, I need to know, write down storm sound effect. Laura tore through Lake Charles. I don't know if you saw in the news. I thought it was kind of ironic. About the time that Laura decided to target Lake Charles was about the time that their uh, their city council voted to keep their Confederate statue. Oh, so God was punishing them. It targeted the Confederate statue and took it out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it actually took the statue down. Aha, and you say there's no God. I, I kind of stand by that. But yeah, anyway. It, well, I had a tree fall in my yard. I'd, I'd tell you about it, but it's kind of a log story. Well, <laughs> I stepped on a joke. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you heard this, but the we, I keep picking on the Federal Reserve, but I actually heard a, um, it was Loretta Mester. She's the Cleveland Fed president. And she okay. was saying that they are now planning to allow inflation to arrive to rise above two percent. Okay. I don't so think fuck it. We give up. Well, my big complaint about that and, and actually where I kinda come in with with the um I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but this whole idea that they 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 are you know are against the common person. You know, with the COVID thing, a lot of people have been saving money. They've been putting away money and, and the and you know the uh the economic powers to be are like we need people to spend their money you know and so of now course, yeah. with with inflation going up there's a penalty for saving money right i mean there always was but it's bigger now right so that's kind of where i think that's coming from i i really do i and i know i'm like always uh, against well, the banks yeah and, i mean i don't know if they're trying to penalize people per se but the reason you don't want not you the reason that the economy doesn't want people to save money is because it's not in the calculation of the GNP or whatever they are, 
well, the metric they yeah, use I understand to determine how want, well the economy is doing. You need you need the velocity of money in order to drive the you know, right. The We're economy. built on spending money, and if you're saving money, you're actually part of the problem. Right, but people need to save money because the problem also is when we have a catastrophe like this, people are suddenly evicted from their homes because they don't even have one month's rent in the bank. Right. You're talking about reality. I'm pointing. I know. To- I know. I know. I'm quite familiar with our economic models and how stupid they are. Well, they're, they're based on perpetual growth. You might be. Doesn't oh, oh you're explaining our- it to our audience. Yeah. Well, I'm just. Well, we. It out I'm gonna there look. To, I want to point out to you before you get carried away. We have a very, a very bright audience. I'm we, not insulting them. No, I'm just I have saying. You explain stuff to me all the time. I'm just teasing you, but we have an above average. I'm trying to. I'm getting to something here. We have an right. above average audience. I happen to know everybody that listens to podca- podcasts. They're like all friends of mine. So, gotcha. uh, but but I will say we got a plug. We got a plug from one of our listeners. Um, what? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to quote. I got, a, I got a message from her. It said, uh, I was thinking about you this week. I'm listening to this hilarious podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Uh, she says, you should check it out. And then she wait says, Wait a second. That's not our podcast. Oh, oh, wait. Okay. She said it's fantastic anyway. No, she said, I also rated your podcast as my fave in a podcast I did recently. She says, I should technically be getting kickbacks. So she did a podcast and, and wrote plugged, you a, uh, and plugged and wrote, our podcast. Wait a second. She did a podcast and wrote you a note about how wonderful some other podcast was. Yes. And, and then, oh, by the way, I mentioned your podcast. Right. But we're going to no. I've already <laughs> determined we're going to give her 10% of our profits. <laughs> well, good luck. 10% of nothing is nothing. Oh, speaking of that, I heard a great quote. I don't remember where it was. Some guy was talking about something with education or something. He said, "He said one thing that I can prove, he said, is that 99% of people are not in the top 1%. <laughs> it's science. Exactly. I thought that was pretty funny. Need the science segment there. <clears throat> Some people might have to take a minute to think about that because, yes, even though our listeners I know are very bright people, that still might require a moment of thought. But yeah, I don't know. They're above average. Yeah. <laughs> so how come our listeners are not interacting with us in ways that we can see? Like no Twitter. That's no what I want to know. Like website. They, I should point out, in case I haven't pointed out before, that even though the the comment form asks for an email address. Uh, two things. One, the email address will never be published. And two, you can put any one in there because as long as the comment is relevant to our website, I will approve it. I don't I don't care if you put a valid email address in. So if you want to be completely anonymous and leave a comment, we're perfectly okay with that. Yeah, so. as long as you're not a bot, I I delete the bots. Right, right. We've got tons and tons of spam, which, which, but, but the, I will mention that the site's moderated, so your comment will not appear immediately. It will only appear after I approve it. So, but um, on Twitter, it will. Right on Twitter, you can just Twitter away. You can tweet all you want. You can uh, find us. What's our tw- Twitter handles? At lih podcast. Um, that is a great question. I'm unprepared. I think it is. I think it's at LIH podcast. And it, um, you could probably find it by searching for Life is Hard podcast because I think that's the name on the account, isn't it? Yes. 
Anyway, so uh, back I'm, to... I'm looking for the Twitter handle here real quick. Are you ready for serious stuff now? Where does it tell me what the Twitter handle is? Uh, shoot, I can't... I'm not. Oh, yeah, it's at L-I-H podcast, and L-I-H is capital, but I don't think anyone cares about It's not about case that. sensitive, no. There you go. So yeah. at L-I-H podcast. So what I said. Exactly. What he said. Yeah. That's the next podcast we're going to do. Exactly. What he said. <laughs> what he said. So, uh, yeah. So, no, I just want to point. Um, I'm going to rant about cops a little bit tonight because uh, there's a few things. I was things. waiting for this one. Yeah, I know. I know. But, you know, with this whole thing going down, you got the. We talked about the, the shooting in Wisconsin in um, Waukesha. I believe it's Waukesha. Last week. And I said I didn't want to talk about it because I don't have any details. And I'm glad I didn't because the details have definitely fleshed out a lot of things. And then, of course, we also have the, uh, God, what's the guy's name? It's uh, Ritterspoon or something. The, the kid, the 17-year-old that shot oh, a couple. Oh, I don't know. His name is Kyle. That's Kyle Ritterspoon or something. Anyway, whatever it is. He um he shot, <laughs> he shot uh, and killed two protesters. He shot another one that he didn't kill. So he, he actually shot three protesters. Um, and as he's walking up and down the street with a with a rifle, rifle, the cops stop and say, "Hey, is there anybody injured? How's things going?" Yeah, right. Instead yeah. of being like, "Freeze, get on the ground," and the cops yeah. were throwing water bottles to the white people, the white militia carrying guns and and thanking them for being there. So, which brings Jesus me to cries. Yeah, it brings me to a couple of things. Um, the short. I, I want to jump on the easy one. Well, none of them are quick, so I guess I'll just take them in order because we 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 touched on this white supremacist thing. The Guardian did a long article, uh, not super long, not Atlantic long. The Atlantic does really long articles. You want to read a book? Read the Atlantic. Um, the Guardian did an article though on the connections between white supremacists and police, and apparently, police departments don't have a ban on being a member of a white supremacist organization if you're a cop um, and there's no tracking this so we only have uh, would you say allegorical evidence whatever the word is we don't really have uh, like statistical you know data to go on right but there are a lot of police officers that have been found to be affiliated with white supremacist groups and the behavior that we see in Wisconsin where they're you know, literally encouraging these white people with guns to, you know, to be there basically intimidating. I don't, you can call it whatever you want. As far as I'm concerned, they're there to intimidate the protesters. Um, I actually have a thing. My rule is you don't take a gun to a protest. I don't care unless you're law enforcement and I guess you have to, but I, I don't even know if they should have guns to protest because if you think about a protest and how volatile it is and can become, the last thing you need in a protest is a firearm. You only have two options with a firearm. You either shoot or don't shoot. When you shoot, somebody dies. So right. it, it's it's the worst possible thing to have at a protest. Even if you're policing the protest, you know, if you're a citizen police person or, you know, again, I, I don't want to say what the cops should carry because that's just out of the league of what I'm trying to... I, I personally think they probably shouldn't have guns either, but I'll leave them out of this because the police, you know, the authorities have to do what they have to do. But as far as citizens go, nobody should be taking a firearm to a protest because 
You're basically saying, I'm prepared to kill someone at this protest. A protest is a protest. It's not a war. It's people speaking out about, and in this case, police brutality, which is makes it even you know less appropriate to basically be you know brutalizing these people. Right. But in any case, the irony is deep. Yeah. In any case, protesters are are uh, you know they're speaking their mind. They're exercising their First Amendment rights. And the last thing you need to be doing is shooting people and or having a gun where someone could pull. I mean, someone could take your gun. Someone could grab your gun out of its holster or something. You know, for that matter, someone could shoot at a cop and the cops look around and they see you holding a gun and think he shot at me and now you're the target. So, I mean, there's all kinds yeah, of things. Not that if happen. you're white. Sorry? Not if you're white. I don't know. I mean, but but either way, I don't think it's wise. I think there's about 10 good reasons not to have a gun at a protest and not a single good one to have a gun. Because again, if you show up at the protest with a gun, that means you've determined that these people are are worthy of being shot. That you're you think it's serious enough that they're you know, whatever they do is serious enough that you're willing to kill them. Well, absolutely. They're threatening America, the American way of life. Oh my god. They are traitors. Yeah. Treasonous. Yeah, and and just to throw the, you know, icing on the cake here, the guy who's stirring this shit up, the guy who is sitting at the top of the heap and telling people it's okay to, you know, to do this stuff, um is the guy who is also saying that if you don't like the way things are, then you should reelect him. <laughs> Like, it's, I don't know where that logic comes from. He's he's sitting there saying, don't elect Biden, because if you elect Biden, you're going to get more of this shit. And it's like, <laughs> well, wait a minute, you're in charge. You have control of the Senate. You have basically all the strings of power. And you're saying that this is Biden's fault? Yeah, anyway, I don't need to tell you Can how... Can we have a sigh... We yeah, that's a, a sigh in a while. That is sigh worthy. I don't know. That is about as bad shit crazy as it gets. And the fact that his people, and by the way, I talked to two Trump supporters this past week in person, people who were relatively rational people and who are still like, oh yeah, Trump's Trump's the greatest. And I'm like, I don't see how you can say that. I just don't get it. I'm like, what? I just want to take their temperature. I'm like, are you running a fever? Are you Okay. Something's wrong with these people, but, but you know, clearly when you uh, factor in, I don't know, it just, it's, it's, these people agree with the police and you look at what the police are doing, which brings me to my next thing. So in Arizona, I didn't realize this. I just read about it in the, yeah, it was in the Guardian. Yeah. Um, some teenager in Arizona. Well, seven, our podcast is brought to you this week by, <laughs> by the Guardian. The Guardian. Yeah. Well, I've mentioned before that I actually support the Guardian. I, I happen to like them. Yeah. Usually it's the Atlantic though, but that's fine. Well, anyway, it's Arizona. a little of each. Yeah. In any case, the the story that I read was a story about a teenager, seventeen year old, who uh, had gotten into an altercation with another teenager, and somebody called the police. I guess the bus driver called the police. And the police show up and they, you know, they took this 17-year-old down on the hot pavement. It was a 113-degree day in Phoenix, Arizona, and the pavement was hot enough to burn. She ended up with second-degree burns on her arm 
and her shoulder. And I think she had some burns on her face, but they weren't too bad. She ended up going to the hospital and has scars. This happened a year ago, and she's still got scars from the burns. And about a month ago, they did it to a 20-year-old, 28-year-old man who died. Um, because, the, I mean, the pavement is hot, like right. really hot. Like this is, and apparently cops just think it's funny, you know, because both these people were complaining loudly that they were burning, right? I mean, you don't just, nobody just lays down on 200 degree pavement and goes, oh yeah, I'll just lie here quietly, right? Right, they're going to scream. Yeah, and the cops just think it's hilarious, I guess. I mean, this just so, make, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I was thinking about this, not, I didn't know about the Arizona stuff, but Wisconsin and all this other stuff. And so, you know, typically the, what I want to call pro cop people are all about law and order, you know, and like, if you just do what they tell you, this stuff doesn't happen and blah, blah, blah. And I have issues with that in itself, but what I want to say is that if you go strictly by the law, right, everyone is innocent until proven guilty in a court, right? Right. So we had to start, in my opinion, emphasizing that with the police officers that, you know, and, and even people that defend them because they basically say, you know, da-da-da, criminals and right thugs and whatever. And it's like, no, you guys are shooting innocent people. Even if you just saw him commit a crime, he is legally innocent until it's proven that he's guilty in a court. So yeah. they're attacking innocent citizens, right? Every time. And I think like that needs to be driven home, you know, in the way that they treat people is that they're innocent. You know, right. you can't and just go around bossing people around and throwing them around and all that kind of stuff. And the case in Wisconsin, by the way, is one of the grayer cases because they actually had a, a warrant out for his arrest. They were there to arrest him and he was resisting arrest, which, by the way, is a good way to get, get yourself beat up or something. But I still have an issue with the lethal force. I, I don't understand why the first and last resort of a police officer is to use his gun. Well, didn't he have kids in the car? Yeah, he had three kids in the in the van. He was trying to get in, but they thought he was going for a weapon. And apparently, he had a knife either on him or had had one or something. That's why I said that that one is gray. I really don't see the the case in Wisconsin as black and white as some of the other cases. But I do think one thing is black and white, and that is that there is systemic racism. Every case might have different merits, right? You may have some cases that are more egregious than others, right? But there's definitely systemic racism. And looking at the police force in Waukesha, Wisconsin, I believe it's Waukesha, Wisconsin, um, they are clearly, and you know, I'm sure that if they were sitting here, they'd say, we're not racist, but I'm telling you, they clearly behave in a racist fashion. Um, some of the things they've done and said and all this is, you know, they, they have a bias. But the point I'm trying to make is the entire system is rigged against black people. And it's, and it's a matter of record. If someone took the time to read the laws and look at the way, you know, listen to the dog whistles, look at the way things were written and set up and over the history of, 
you know, the last few hundred years, how we have literally designed a system to keep black people down, they'd understand the problem. The problem is with, with white people is they don't want to know. The system's working for them. And they're like, there's nothing wrong with the system. It works fine, right? Well, yeah, if you're white, it works great, right? Um, so anyway, I, I, I think, like I said, there's a lot of gray areas. There's times when cops have to use lethal force. There's times when they don't necessarily have to, but it's kind of justified. And then there's times, like in the case of George Floyd, where it was just flat-out homicide as far as most people are concerned. But you still have this systemic racism and you have, you know, racist cops and you have a racist system and you have racist laws. And and it we need to somehow get past that. And I know we've probably beaten that horse to death, but that to me is that is the issue. Because like I said, you can argue any one of these cases. You can sit there and say, well, this particular guy was resisting arrest, and this particular guy you know, it didn't uh, didn't follow the orders of the police officer. And yeah, I understand that the orders of the police officer, you know, you can there's reasons not to follow them, et cetera, et cetera. But again, you're arguing the minutiae. If you look at the big picture, I don't think there is an argument to be made. The big picture right. clearly shows that we are uh, persecuting black people. And that problem needs to be addressed. I mean, you can't address every single police officer. Some of them are going to be better than others. You know, some of them will be fucking jerks. But we need to address the bigger problem of the systemic racism somehow. And that's what Black Lives Matter is all about. And I think that's what people need to keep in mind instead of arguing, oh, well, this guy did this and this guy did that. And this guy was on fentanyl and this guy was, you know, I don't care. I don't fucking care. Because yeah, I, I agree with everything yeah. you said, but I also agree that we have to look into limiting the scope of their authority because that drives a lot of it also. Well, that and, and- in other words, they they would still be maybe racist, but if you could limit their authority, people might not end up dead because of their racism. I'd be okay you know? with a lot of stuff. I'd be okay with cops not necessarily carrying guns all the time. I'd be okay with... Uh, with uh, limiting some of the scope of their, you know, of, of their activities. And also one of the big things is making them culpable when they do kill somebody because absolutely, because that's or I think, even just injure somebody when the yeah. second degree burn person happens or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, this is it's an insane, insane world in which we live where a cop can slam a 17 year old on the pavement and not take any, any heat for it. <laughs> I knew you were going there. Yeah, I really wasn't, but um so yeah, that's the thing. That's really no, about go ahead. Nothing nothing breaks up a serious racist uh dis, uh rant. Let me rephrase that. Nothing breaks up a serious discussion of racism like a good turn of wordplay. We do our best here on the Life is Hard podcast. That's why we get accolades from all over the world. That's right. Even though nobody can see them. <clears throat> right. Well, I mean, I just maybe I should just mention to anyone who's managed to get this far in this podcast that this is an award-winning podcast. Really? Well, I kind of made that up. But still, I mean, that sounds good, doesn't it? Well, we could make our own award company and issue ourselves an award, and then it won't be false. Or we could just steal an award. 
from some other podcast. Or we could just make up an award and declare ourselves the winner. True. I, I like, could, I like you know, that version. Let's what I'll probably do is I'll, I'll, I'll make a website. I, I'll put it on our website. I'll get people to comment and say who should win the award. And since no one will comment other than me, then we'll win by default. That's a good plan. Or we could make a poll that says, like, which award should we win? And then no matter what award wins, we've won an award. Hey, that's even better. Yeah. So, But what if we get multiple awards? Even better. Then we're a multiple award-winning podcast. Wow. This is getting better every day, isn't it? It is. Yes. Life is great. <laughs> Wait. Wait a second. Wait. Yeah, that doesn't work. No, that's that, bad for business. That doesn't, no, that doesn't fit. That doesn't fit. <sighs> Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be worse. Life is hard. But it could be.